Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me again for another uh, episode of the Hardcore Leadership Podcast. Uh, you know, I'm just excited about this new platform, excited about this opportunity that the Lord has allowed me to have. And, uh, you know, um, I, I just think it's another form of, of us to be able to communicate, to talk to each other, to get to know each other. And, you know, uh, as, as I've done periodically, I, I have somebody on the show who I think is really interesting, really exciting, and for you to learn about, for you to, to get to know, uh, to highlight. Uh, maybe you get to, um, you know, buy their book or, or uh, patronize their business or at least get to learn more about what it takes in order for you to be successful in whatever you're doing. Uh, you get a chance to learn from these great guests. Today, I have uh, someone who is uh, absolutely no exception to that rule. His name is Mr. Uh, Brandon Buffett, and he is a entrepreneur. He's a business owner. He's a motivational speaker. He's a, uh, a master barber and uh, all-around great guy with an incredible story. And I want you to welcome Brandon to the show. Thanks, man, for being here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pleasure. My pleasure. Brandon, you know, I, I chose not to read your incredible bio because it's so um, phenomenal. I really wanted you to kind of uh, verbally give that bio. Tell people a little bit about um, your upbringing and, and what brought you into uh, entrepreneurship and being a business owner. Okay. Well, uh I was raised by a single parent mother who um, lost her job after 22 years working at uh, Liberty Mutual. Wow. Um, back when we was in a, I was young, elementary school. So when she lost her job and, you know, we went downhill from there, we moved into a motel. Uh, my my mom and I, my sisters, uh, it was a family of three, you know, and um we lived in a motel throughout my elementary years all the way to junior high. About around till we got to like the sixth grade. Uh, from there, we moved to an area in Dallas called Oak Cliff. Uh, poverty, but it was it was a step above from where we came from and um, where we lived. So to us, you know, it was luxury. So we lived there, and I stayed there, you know. And um, throughout, you know, my years, I um, lived after I, you know lived with my mom for some time I you know got into some trouble uh which led me to go and stay with uh friends family whoever I could you know lay my head with at the time and I wound up dropping out of high school um my 11th grade year um because I had nowhere to stay you know and I got tired of you know not being able to do the work that was needed you know at schools because when I get out of school I would you know, need somewhere to stay. I would need somewhere to at least sit down and do my homework. So it led me to just living on the streets door to door, dropped out of high school. And um, when I dropped out of high school, uh, there was no one that, you know, was taking care of me. So I had to find ways to earn income so that I can feed and clothe myself and, you know, have the things that's needed to actually, you know, survive. And uh, that's when I would say that you know, maybe entrepreneur spirit. I didn't know at the time what it was. I was just doing things to survive. 
um, whether it's, you know, selling clothes, shoes, sunglasses, whatever I could get my hands on um, without doing anything illegal. And um, I managed to get back in high school and graduate, you know, from an alternative school, a school where you could go and catch back up. Um, that's no longer even around uh, my junior high and high school. Uh, is no longer around, you know, so that kind of lets you know a little bit about the background of the schools that I come from <laughs> because they don't even exist anymore. Both of them, junior high and high school. So, wow. um, after graduating high school, I was still living on the streets, um, just, you know, door to door, family, friends, whoever I could lay my head with at the time. And I would always have to find out how I was going to earn income. So, um, selling things and doing whatever I could to make income was how I survived. And it developed certain character traits, you know, perseverance, a lot of a lot of things that I didn't know that would benefit me later on in life. And um So let me ask you this, okay. You're you're a teenager, basically homeless, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um what what was going through your mind? during those years because I mean you got all of the teenage um, thoughts and, and mindsets and, and you know a, a teenage you got all the wiles of a young boy but now you have to add that survival skill which most most really a, a, a lot of teenage boys don't really have to deal with that because there is at least somewhere they can lay their head down so what was that that mindset of you then um, I know it was to survive, but but just walk me through that process. Mm, it was uh, a lot of, I can say pain. It was a lot of pain, but then it was a lot of just, you know, survival. The pain came from why am I so young going through this, you know, um, when everybody else, you know, have parents and they playing sports and doing a lot of activities that I could um, have maybe been doing if I had the support behind me and no telling, you know, where I could have been or turned out. Um, but a lot of pain, hurt, bitterness, uh, just a lot of negative emotions. But at the same time, you know, I had to do what I had to do, like, period. It wasn't time to just, so how did, you know, crumble. So how did you keep yourself motivated then during um, those times? I kept myself motivated by... Uh, my motivation came from, I guess, survival. Just like you gotta, I gotta eat. You yeah. gotta, I, ha I gotta get clothes. I gotta, I gotta do things. You know, I got there's like, or, you know, I have been, you know, I've been that person that's that's thought and tried to commit suicide at the age of seventeen, and that's where I found, you know, I just got to pray, you know, because I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't. I, my first time ever going to a church, I was probably eighteen. Wow. Yeah, maybe 18. Parents wasn't raised in the church. I didn't know how to read the Bible. I didn't know. I didn't even like I didn't know anything about church or the Bible or anything. Mm -hmm. But I knew to I knew about praying. So um, while I was going through that after, you know, uh, the suicidal thoughts, the actually trying to without actually doing it, because I really didn't want to. But it's yeah. like there was no hope. Yeah. So I felt like, you know, hey, just go ahead and take yourself out, you know. Um, after that, I began to pray and pray hard, hours of praying, hours of tears, hours of 
And now, where are you? Where are you now? Like living? Or you, are you? Did you find somewhere solid? Or you? You're still kind of jumping around. Then. Yes. During that. that oh, then, time. during that time, I was I was out of high school. Well, dropped out of high school. It was mm-hmm. my junior year, my second semester of my junior year, and I was living with a guy who lived in Fort Worth, who I didn't know. He just knew. Um, about what I was going through because I shared it with him and he he offered for me to come out and live with him and uh, you know I lived with him for some time you know and I wasn't in school I wasn't doing anything so what what do you feel like was that pivotal turning point in your life that you began to go higher in in life so to speak and you was no longer stuck in that state of uh, homelessness, that abandonment. What was it that that turned your life around? Was there a particular moment, a particular person? What was it that that flipped a coin for you? Um, there was a woman that I stayed with because I used to talk to her daughter. I used to date her daughter, and she. I used to call her daughter from different numbers mm-hmm. every other night because I was in different places, motels, some everywhere. So her mother was like, uh, you know, who is this guy you're talking to? They're always coming from different numbers. That was when call ID was real heavy, no cell phones. Mm-hmm. And she was like, who is this, you know, guy you're talking to that's calling from all these different numbers? And, you know, she told her what was going on. Her daughter told her what was going on. She said, I want to talk to him because it don't sound believable. So she got on the phone one night. She uh, talked to me and I told her, you know, my situation. And she was like a real God-fearing woman. I still keep in contact to this day. I consider her like a mother. And uh, she said, from that phone call, she said, uh, where are you at right now? I'm coming to get you. You're going to come stay with us. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what she done. She, I told her where I was at. She came and got me. I stayed with her. Uh, she was like a, a, a real church-going uh, person. So she would make me go to church. She would. She tried to get me back in school. I wanted to get back in school. So she, she was doing anything that she could to, because we had to go find my mother. Uh, and my mother was living on the streets too so she couldn't find my mother so we was trying to figure out a way that she could get custody of me so that she can enroll me back in school and we did that and uh, because we had to we finally found my mother got got paperwork of my mother signing so she could say hey this is who's helping him and uh, I went to church with her and I got saved and I got saved Um, and then after that you know things I was still, I, I, I got saved, but I was still kind of like getting into, <laughs> I guess, trouble. And uh, I stayed with her for a period of time. After that, I was living back on the streets, but I was saved now. And then I had that, that I had a real, I could say a, a good, solid foundation relationship with God. And then after that, you know, I started going to church on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I started going to church on my own start you know learning things better in my relationship with god just the whole thing and then i think that is what really you know catapulted everything i think that's you know i I think it's amazing um to whoever's listening and and you have these voids in your life and and you you say you know i wasn't raised with with this or i wasn't raised with that i didn't have this person in my life i didn't have my father and i didn't have my mother but it's always amazing to me that at the pivotal point, at the pivotal time that you need it, that God will always send somebody in to cover you and to strengthen you and to fill those voids in your life. They may not 
be able to feel the actual person, but they can somewhat feel that void in your life to help you to draw closer to not only him, but draw closer to your purpose, draw closer to what it is that, that you are meant to do and, and to be here on earth. That's, uh, that's really in, incredible. At, at what point then, um, so now you've, you've given your life to the Lord and, and so, you know, you're, you're changing uh, your ways. And here's something else, too, that I want people to really understand. Uh, though, you know, uh, this is a show for anybody who chooses to listen, I will undoubtedly and unashamedly admit that I am, I am a Christian and uh, uh, my Lord and, and Savior is Jesus Christ indeed. Uh, but, you know, I, I want you to realize that just because you have just given your life to the Lord, you know, doesn't mean that everything instantaneously it turns to perfection for you. Right. And we're all striving for perfection. But, you know, the old narrative, uh, I looked at my hands, my hands look new, and I looked at my feet, and they did too. Mm-hmm. But reality is, after you've given your life to the Lord, you can look at your hands, and you still have the same calluses. <laughs> your feet still have the same bunions and coins. That doesn't mean that things instantly change. Right. But through a process of, of reading God's word and walking with him, you will begin to see your life change uh, from there on. So it's not instantaneous. It, it is a gradual thing that you will have to walk out and uh, have to uh, prove that love and ad- adoration for him, for him. And really, that's where your faith is built up. And w- would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. Um I, I think that's why many people kind of sometimes, you know, don't give themselves uh, to, to to Christ and, you know, get saved because they feel like they got to have it all together. And then they feel like, you know, uh, some, sometimes those of us who are Christians are, you know, we, we sometimes make it look like it happened like you say, instantaneously, rather than it took 10 years, it took 15 years, it took 20 years for you to get, you know, where you are now. It's just like a baby. A baby don't come out the womb walking and crawling. It it takes years. It takes months. It takes, you know, a long time. But I believe that um, once you do, it's like a seed. It has to grow. So you have to surround yourself, you know, whether it be church, whether it be people whom, you see yourself in and who you admire whether it be pastors leaders mentors or whatever you have to get around those kind of people to water you and to want to grow and to be um acceptable to you know all the things that come with it you know yeah i I think it's really valuable one thing you you just mentioned and i think people misunderstand or underestimate rather is the value of choosing the right people around you because who you have around you, be it if you're in church or in, in business or in school, who you have around you, your support system makes a, a ginormous difference in how you further develop. You know, I know you're your own individual person and you can do this and you can do all of that on your own. But your support system makes a giant difference in how you ultimately turn out or rather how long it takes you to process or go through the journey because of the people that you have around you. Uh, Brandon, let me ask you this. Okay, so you, you've given your life to the Lord. At what point did you go into barbering? Because you actually went into that 
that it, it that's kind of where you got your your launch pad for your entrepreneurship and your business. Is yes. that correct? Yes. So at what point did you go into barbering and what made you do that? Um, I went into barbering fresh out of high school. Fresh out of high school when everybody's going off to college back in, what, 2002? Graduated high school because uh, I managed to get back in school and still graduate the same year I was supposed to. Um, as people was going off to college after, what, it was still what, 2002 maybe. Uh, I went to barber college. I decided to go to barber college because, I don't know, it was just something I was attracted to. You know, barbers, the whole personality, the uh, barbershop environment, the things that go on. It, it fit my personality, you know. So that's why I decided to go to barber school. It, it it never was just, like, something that, you know, I fell back on, you know, because I couldn't do anything else. You know, I could have went out and maybe found a job or anything like that. But I just, you know, barbering attracted me, the whole barbershop environment. So I, I went to barber college and uh, I knew in barber college that I was going to make this work because, you know, I had to, you know, it was again, I was still that survival mode. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to make this work, you know, so I was able to persevere through everything that I had to go through to finish barber college and get my license. OK, so so you did barber college. Now you're an entrepreneur. You got your own company now. You own a business. You own a, a, this this barber shop that we're in right now. With how many suites in it? Uh, total both shops. I have twenty two. Twenty two suites. I'm telling y'all, you got to see this place. Twenty two suites is upstairs and a downstairs. It's just immaculate. It's it's, it's a, a beautiful business, um, and it has started. Uh, from a guy who was once homeless and I'm telling you no matter what you're going through no matter what you're doing if you are determined if you have the fight down within you you can do whatever it is you put in front of you Brendan let me ask you this question I'm going to ask you just a series of questions and uh, I want to get your your perspective what is your number one driving factor right now what drives me what drives you what drives me is to show that, especially in our culture, coming from a, a young man, coming from poverty, you don't have to do what uh, mainly society, you know, uh, puts out there for us to do, and that's rap, sell drugs, and sports. Because uh, most guys growing up in poverty, like they come from uh, the neighborhoods that I come from. You know, you're thinking you're going to sell drugs, you're going to, you know, rap, you know, make it in the music industry, or you're going to do sports. Those are the three options. Or you're just going to go and get a job and, you know, try to survive and do the best that you can to make ends meet for you and your family. But I want to show that, you know, even though you didn't have what drives me is even though I didn't have the the background that uh, maybe those who think most successful entrepreneurs do, that you can you can come from anywhere. You know, you can come from poverty. You can come from, you know, this place. And even without having an educational background, you can become, you know, successful and become a, you know, multimillionaire um, just through, you know, having that drive to want to show that it could be done and just the, the strong belief of that. So that's what drives a man just to show young guys who's growing up in poverty, you know, I don't have a, you know, positive or if not at all, father figure in their life, uh, maybe don't have a solid relationship with their mother or family or, you know, those who are, you know, not 
well educated in school don't go to the best schools don't live in the best environments to say hey man you can still come from that kind of you can you still have you can have that kind of foundation or that kind of background and still become someone you know still become someone who's successful and i feel like uh sometimes you know those who do come from those kind of backgrounds sometimes are you know some of the most inspiring people because they don't have a you know um they weren't they wasn't given these things they had to work hard for it and they had to persevere and to go through a lot of things for them so that's that's kind of what drives me i want to show young men like hey i got the same background you know i didn't have a father i didn't have this i grew up in poverty i lived in motels i did this and i did this and look at me now and that's what keeps me motivated that's what drives me and uh and i want that you know okay let me ask you this then as a business owner you've been in business for uh 15 years right yeah, I've been an entrepreneur 15 years, yes. Entrepreneur 15 years. What would you say, and I want to help somebody who's who's trying to start a business or wanting to start or, and thinking about starting a business or um, been wrestling with the, with the ideal, what is one of the biggest misconceptions that you had coming into this thing that you have now learned was absolutely a misconception? Um, That... If you become an entrepreneur, that things are going to take off right away mm-hmm. and you're going to be, you know, living it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be um, as an entrepreneur. It, you you have to you have to do first. You have to do what you love. If it's not something that you love, don't even waste your time getting into entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And then uh, again, don't get into entrepreneurship because of the money. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, will and continue to be entrepreneur because of the freedom. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. To me, it's all about the freedom. Doing what I want, when I want, how I want to do it. And it's just the freedom that comes with entrepreneurship. It's not about the money because if you get into it for the money, you won't last when it's time to, you know, when you have to go through persevere, you have to pay the price, you know. I think that's important because two things, uh, stats even show that, that uh, people who go into business for uh, the love of money, simply to make money, or ten times as likely to go out of business, uh, b- rather than those who go into business because of a need or desire or love that they have. the The best business, the best company, is one that answers somebody else's question, that solves a a, a problem for somebody else. But if you're going into it with with this obsessive need to just make more money and or to think that. You know, I'm going to go into business so I can be my own boss and I can come in when I want to or do what I want to. First of all, you already have the wrong mindset because the reality is there are no off days for you. You work for yourself. So if you don't come into work, guess what? You don't get a check that day. Guess what? You don't get that deposit. So don't worry. If you don't go in, if you don't make something happen, it will not happen. And the second thing you said, uh, you have to do something you love. That's, That's the reason I... I wrote a chapter in, in my book, Hardcore, about desire versus heart. Desires being your emotions and heart being the core of who you really are. If you don't go after something or if you don't do something because it's innately who you are, you're going to find yourself frustrated and irritated and finding yourself uh, all, almost depressed, maybe, because you went into something with the mo- wrong mindset. You didn't go into it with who you really are. And it didn't work out the way you thought because that's not who you are. So don't right. do it simply because you see somebody else doing it 
or simply because you think that, oh, I'm going to have all this freedom. I'm going to have uh, this wonderful time. We'll be selling on yachts and all this stuff because I'm going to go into business. No, mm-hmm. I'm going into business because there's an there's a question out there that my company can fulfill. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay, being in business, and let me ask you, what have you, what's a lesson that you absolutely have learned being in business? A lesson that I've learned being in business is leadership is the key. Mm-hmm. Leadership. Like uh, Zig Ziglar had a quote that I've always heard since probably the beginning of my career and it says that you don't build a business you build a people and the people build a business absolutely if you don't know how to build people and lead by example and be a person man or woman of integrity then um you you won't you you won't be able to build anything um as an entrepreneur because the most important thing in entrepreneurship is is integrity and leadership Mm -hmm. and Um, One thing that I've learned is I have to not only be a person of integrity and, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not the holies of the holies. I'm not innocent. So I'm not trying to say you have to be this perfect person, but you have to have certain character traits that allows people to trust you and follow the vision that you have. Um, Because if you don't, then, you know, it's, it's almost impossible. So leadership is the key. I've learned leadership. You know, people don't do what you say. People do what you do. They do what you do. I, I heard somebody say it once before, and I, I have to totally agree that manhood, or really you can say it true womanhood, is not what you're willing to do, but it's what you're not willing to do. And I think that's important that you being a great leader is not about the things that you are doing. It's about what you're not willing to do. And that means that I'm not willing to compromise my integrity. I'm not willing to jeopardize the safety of my company uh, for a quick buck. I'm not willing to jeopardize the safety of my employees for a quick dollar. That I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to forge ahead and I'm going to take us higher. Uh, Brandon, let me ask you just a couple of other questions, and then we'll we'll be done. This is uh, I hope that you've been able to get something out of this interview. Um, and again, uh, I'm I'm talking to Mr. Brandon Buffett. He is a uh, entrepreneur. He's a business owner. He's a, uh, a fashion stylist. He's a uh, he owns his own <laughs> shoe company. He's a, a master barber. Um, in that same mind, uh, what is an absolute that you have learned about life? Um, about life is as an entrepreneur um, as a man oh as a man Um, one thing I've learned about man is um, integrity like integrity um, your character takes you a long way Mm -hmm. you know Uh, I think integrity and trust goes a long way you know because people only trust you you know, because of your integrity, you know, it takes integrity for you to be trusted. So just as a man, I think that uh, to me, having a good heart, like having a good heart, a good heart, you know, having a good heart, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to sin, you're going to do that. All, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. You know, no one's innocent, whether you're doing it, you know, in public or behind closed doors. But just having a heart to say, you know what, even when I do mess up. Or even when I do something, make a mistake, you're accountable. You you hold yourself responsible and accountable, and you're doing whatever it takes to 
as a man you're doing whatever it takes to correct those problems regardless of what it is yeah. you know you learn it from your mistakes and you're moving on and and you you're learning to better yourself in those areas where you know you know you fall short sometimes that is uh so true it is your integrity it is you being willing to say i'm sorry it doesn't make you less of a man to say i'm sorry it doesn't make you less of a man by going through the through the process and not cutting corners. Accountability. And accountability. And I want to encourage somebody out there. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you're going through a hard time. Maybe you're you've been dealing with a lot of hardships, and maybe you've been dealing with some circumstances that you didn't uh, put yourself in, and you didn't you didn't think you would find yourself in. I want to encourage you to to just keep the faith and stay. Um, that word perseverance has been sprinkled throughout this whole entire conversation. You have to be perse- perseverance. You have to have perseverance, rather. And and you have to be determined that this thing that you are in will not take you out. You have to be determined that you are going to survive that. You're going to survive. I don't care what you're going against. I don't care who has said anything. You are going to survive, and you can survive. Uh, Brandon, before we, we close, I want you to... 30 seconds. I want you to give somebody encouragement. I mean, you have an incredible story. You have an incredible uh, testimony. You have an incredible background. And now you have an incredible testimony about how things can turn around. 30 seconds. I want you to encourage the listener out there. Okay. Um, I want people to understand while you are going through whatever it is that you're going through, um, I think we we question the why behind it and uh, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So therefore, while you're going through it, if you have a if you can understand why you're going through it is God has a purpose behind it. And what God is doing is he allowing you to go through those things to build your character so that whenever you do um, receive whatever it is that God has for you, you're able to handle it you're able to handle what comes with it the backside of it you know there's a lot of things that people don't teach for us you know the backside of success the the haters the the uh, loss of friends the people envious of you jealous of you lying on you um misjudging you prejudging you um the list goes on and on but i think you know those those hardships and those times trials and stuff that you go through at a early stage of you know your life or entrepreneurship is getting you ready to be able to handle and to be able to lead and do all the things that God has called you to do so while you're going through it just understand like you know it's nothing but a test this is here to build my character and get me ready for what God has for me and to be able to not only just uh become successful but be able to sustain it you know if you're looking to become successful you don't want to just you know be like a one-hit wonder as they say you want to sustain it you want to be able to become successful and sustain your success and grow so you know wherever you are in your life don't give up of course you heard that all the time it kind of sounds cliche after so long but the thing is um don't compare yourself with others and where they are don't compare your chapter two with somebody's chapter 22 it's just like being married you've been i've been married personally two years i'm not gonna compare myself to someone's been married 22 years uh because to get to where they are they had to go through some things so it's just like entrepreneurship and in business you can't compare your first two three years in business to somebody who's been in business 20 some years you know because you never know what they had to go through so um persevere through it it's it's all you know um, building your character to help you to be able to uh sustain your success and continue to grow and also to help you 
help others who will be a part of that vision get through whatever it is that they're going through while working with you. Because again, you don't build your business, you build people and the people build your business. So while people are building your business, you're continuing to build them so that they can continue to build the business. And from that, um, your business will grow and you can duplicate yourself and you'll be open multiple businesses. And But the whole thing is you're building people through the process. Absolutely. Brandon, thanks so much. How can people reach you? What, what? Please give people your your website and your social media handles so they can reach you. Um, you can reach me through brandonbuffer.com. Last name is spelled with two f's. B u f f o r d dot com. Uh, Instagram, I am Brandon Buffer. Um, Facebook, Brandon Buffer, my name. Um, you can reach me through those. You know, and my email is brandonbuffer at gmail. So. Um, look forward to maybe hearing from you know those of you who may be you know inquiring about entrepreneurship or trying to do your own thing you know yeah I, and I encourage I encourage it all all of you to go to the website there's a list of, of credentials and awards this guy's worn is he's just an incredible inspiration to uh, men and women alike and I want to really thank you Brandon for being on the show man I appreciate it brother I appreciate you too brother thank until you so next much. time everybody thank you so very much for listening and we'll talk again soon have a great day a great week and uh, I just believe in you if nobody else has told you that just know I believe in you I want you now to believe in you take care God bless bye bye